On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing the Lightning's unfortunate ending to this past road trip. We talk about the questionable line usage in that losing effort against Calgary. And then we also take another look at Steven Stamkos. He's been coming along very nicely lately. Could this mean a rise in his trade value or maybe a trade sooner rather than later? All that coming your way on Locked On Lightning. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Lightning. Just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. On this episode, we are discussing the unfortunate ending to the road trip out west. We're also taking a closer look at that game as well. Some questionable line combination usage. We get into all that as well as wrapping things up with more Stephen Stamkos talk. Looking a lot better in the last couple of weeks as well as last couple of games we talk about that could that mean maybe a deal getting done sooner rather than later for the Bay lighting but before we get into all that i just want i just want to let you know please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form we're also available on youtube so subscribe to our channel give us a thumbs up button underneath this video and comment below it join in on the conversation so the Lightning, unfortunately, ended their road trip, their Pacific Northwest uh, road trip, or just their road trip in general, uh, losing to the Calgary Flames 4-2. to And, I mean, what is there really to say at this point? I just feel like every time the Lightning lose a game, it's more or less for the same reasons now, especially this season. Um, you know, we've seen, and, and I will preface, I, I'll kind of go into it first because, you know, let's just rip the mandate off right away with this, with one of the reasons, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, I thought didn't play well. He's had a up and down, uh, really performance since he's come back from Thanksgiving. And I know it's only been a month, but still, I just feel like he's just, very day and night with him and this is kind of going back to more so with what we saw last year and you know i know like i said he's only played 10 games and his record is five and five which is probably the worst case scenario i mean it could be a lot worse um with him but at the same time i mean you know the expectations are and have always been very high with vasileski i think we could all agree uh, but his save percentage is below 900, 990%, which is not good at all. His goals against average is a little over three, which is not good either. Um, it's just one of those things where you kind of have to really worry going forward. You know, is this what we're going to see going for the rest of the season? And I know last year there was a lot of talk and, you know, kind of a lot of deflection talking about his performance last year i mean he did end things on a good note i mean as just to kind of go back and take a look at that 
through 60 games played, he had 34 wins. Uh, his save percentage was over nine. Uh, his goals against average was below three. It was actually at 2.6 and a half, which is phenomenal. But, you know, those numbers, we we kind of expect those to be a little higher. Uh, it Just if you look at his body of work. But really, the thing that really sticks out to me, and, and I don't want to go too much into the numbers with him, but the thing that really worries me a lot with him is that just you could see it especially last night as opposed to the game against Seattle I mean excuse me against against Edmonton any and I guess we could say Seattle as well I think that really it's just I don't know I don't know if it's just he's not feeling it on a particular night like maybe he was the other night but just his his vibe his his just his posture um, the confidence isn't there. I don't believe it was there the other night against Calgary. And and that's what's really alarming because you look at some of those goals uh, in the game against Calgary, especially that fourth one in which, I mean, there's really no excuse at this point. You know, he's a rookie, sure. It, his second year, okay, maybe. Game one of the season, all right. But he's a 10-year vet. Yeah, he's 10 games into the season, but being a 10-year vet, having a little bit more time off than maybe some other goaltenders around the league, as well as compared to some of the other skaters around the league, uh, you, you should be pretty much fine-tuned by now, and we just haven't seen it with him, and it's a little concerning in that regard with him. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where I said it from the very beginning when we were talking about what to expect when he was going to come back, and, and I said it wasn't going to be pretty. And it really hasn't been consistently. You know, he's in his last five games, he's only gone one game where he's given up less than three goals. And that was the win against Pittsburgh. Uh, those other games, except for the Edmonton game, which, you know, we could kind of say that his save percentage there is a little inflated because of he stopped 53 shots out of 57. So there's that. But all the other games really that were normal shot outputs, he's below nine and on the save percentage. And and that is very concerning, I think, to a certain degree. Uh, and just the nature of these goals. You know, there's goals where, like we said, we I say this all the time, whether it's with him, whether it's with, with other goaltenders around the league, there are certain saves that probably only a handful of guys make. Uh, can make in the league and and I believe that Vasilevsky is in that handful of goaltenders uh, there was a couple of goals in that Calgary game which I really thought he should have made uh, especially the first couple of goals um, and he just wasn't making them and he's not making them right now I mean we saw in the Seattle game we saw in the Calgary game I mean I'm sorry the Edmonton game as well we saw a different side of this guy and we just haven't seen it like I said on a consistent basis so you know, it's just one of those things where it's frustrating right now to see him not perform up to the level that we kind of all expect of him at this point in time. But at the same time, we have to manage our expectations until maybe, I would say probably mid-January, we could start to kind of, if he's not performing up to par, we could kind of say to ourselves, you know, what the hell is going on with this guy? Is, is this kind of the normal for him from now on, or is this just... Or is there else, something else wrong? Because like I said, uh, when it was announced that he was injured, I think that this back injury that they said that he suffered uh, during the offseason while working out, I don't think that 
I don't, I think it goes a lot farther back, you know, maybe a little bit of a conspiracy theory there, but I firmly believe that that was probably maybe something that he was dealing with uh, during the regular season dating all the way back to last year. So uh, very alarming from, from at least my point of view. And, and it should be because listen, this guy, as we all know, he has the ability on nights that he is on top of his game to be really the, the just really be the, the the game changer for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he hasn't been that consistently. I'm not saying on a daily, on a nightly basis, he has to be, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot more that we should expect out of him, and and really a lot more than he should put into these uh, performances for the Lightning. And I'll say that on the other side of things, the reason why I think the Lightning lost this game is just they did not have a front net presence uh, in this game in front of Calgary's goaltender who. I thought that, you know, there was a couple of good saves that he made, but at the same time, I don't think that he was really challenged throughout the course of this game. Um, maybe that that opening, maybe that that shot, I believe it was from Hedman and it was off point. Um, kind of that sequence that led up, I believe, uh, that led up to the, the Stamkos goal. I, I really, you know, there was a few tic-tac uh, shots here and there on deflections. I thought that the Lightning were doing a very good job in that regard of kind of think it a little out of the box instead of straightforward going for it. But at the same time, I would expect that this team kind of needs to go back to what they know best, you know, and I know it's a little bit of a double-edged sword with this lightning team because when they really like to do something in a certain way, um, they, they just stick to that and they don't really get creative, but I would say that really, yeah, I mean, there was times where the lightning would shoot a puck and then, you know, you kind of want to have someone out there in front, um, either causing traffic or or being there for the rebound. And I didn't see that quite a lot in this game, something that I think that the Lightning are very good at. And just for some reason, sometimes we see them just not get back to the basics of doing that. Um, and, and, and I didn't think that Calgary was really doing an outstanding job either of preventing the Lightning from doing that. I thought there were several sequences in which the Lightning were doing a good job of going down the middle into the slot. And, you know, we saw it later on, like I said, in the Stamkos goal as well as, you know, a little early on, I thought Braden Point was was able to get down there and take his chances. But we, we didn't see it quite as often as, you, you know, one would like to get to like to see from this team, because when they kind of establish that part of the game, I think everything else comes into play. You know, the 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 cycling of the puck around the zone and then you even get the 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 rush chances down the other side of the ice off the turnovers. And we just didn't see that from this game. I thought it was really from this, the get-go kind of low energy from them. I didn't think that they were playing lazy or anything like that. I just think that it was one of those things where they just didn't have it. And it could be very much attributed just being on the West coast and, you know, kind of those, those road trips do get to you eventually. But at the same time, like I said, on the previous episode on Friday, I thought that, this is a game that the Lightning should win, and unfortunately, uh, they didn't. They weren't able to pick up the W. So, uh, we'll 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 talk a little bit more about it coming up. We're talking about the line usages because I feel like this has also kind of been a thing with John Cooper. Not only this season, but the last couple of seasons. You know, he he kind of falls in love with playing the first two lines over like a lot, a lot. You know, giving them a, a bunch of ice time and. And then kind of forgets about three and four, especially the fourth. Uh, you know, it's there for a reason. And and I 
we're going to talk a little bit more about it coming up in just a bit. But first, I want to talk about one of our friends, and that is our friends and sponsors over at the Game Time app. Now, listen up. The holiday season is here. If you still haven't decided on what to get for a gift for your loved one or your friend, Game Time has got your back because they got tons of options for buying tickets, whether it be to sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And the best part is that with Last Killer Minute deals, all in prices and views from your seats, their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I use them because of their last minute ticket deals, flash deals, and zone deals, uh, especially when I when the Lightning are in town and I have to figure out last minute whether or not I could go. And then, you know, like last year when I went to the Rangers Lightning game and I was able to use uh, game time last minute to get very good tickets only from the second row, uh, second section up there. So and got pretty good seats. So you can too with game time. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an, af- an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% in savings. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So as always, I'm going to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube, so subscribe to our channel there as well. Hit a thumbs up, hit the thumbs up button below this video as well as comment below. Let us know how you felt about this road trip. It was it was very disappointing. The Lightning finished this five game road trip two and three. And, you know, it's one of those things where I always say, uh, just to refresh, maybe some of you who didn't catch Friday's episode, I really think that West Coast trips are probably one of the most trips uh, that are probably up there in terms of importance. Um, I especially I think obviously behind them is, you know, the the Atlantic Division trips. You know, sometimes we'll get those. We'll be lucky enough where Lightning will be able to play Toronto, Ottawa, Buffalo, you know, Boston all in one. Um, but the West Coast trips, I always like to equate them to sort of like a vision quest where you could just go out there, especially if you're not playing well as or or maybe consistently well as what we've seen from the Lightning throughout the course of the season. It's in a, it's it gives them the uh, possibility of being able to go out there and just kind of figure it out on the road trip. And I thought that, you know, for the most part, you know, the Predators game, I thought that even, you know, after the Pittsburgh game. I thought we were able gonna we were gonna be able to see a, a very good team go out there and, and kind of figure it out, but that just wasn't the case. Um, Seattle, uh, that was a good win, especially in overtime to a team like that. Vancouver, I thought was very disappointing. I, I thought that really that was going to be a game that was going to be a little bit closer, but as we all know now, there's a little bit more of a gap than what we really thought between Tampa Bay and a team like Vancouver, who a lot of people like to possibly win the Stanley Cup this year. And then, you know, you kind of roll right around after that against Edmonton where all things considered, given that, you know, it was a high-scoring game, Connor McDavid has not really been able to hurt the Lightning this year. You kind of feel good going into Calgary, and that just doesn't happen. And, and 
now we got to sit here and figure out along with the Tampa Bay Lightning as to why uh, they're just not playing consistently or just not being able to get things going on a consistent basis. For example, in this game, the Lightning were going into the third period down by three goals. And, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and trash uh, Calgary. You know, they're a little bit on the lower end in the Western Conference in terms of teams. Uh, they're definitely not going to make the playoffs. I mean, right now they're kind of on on the fence, but uh, as the season progresses, you're going to see them kind of maybe fall back. But I look at kind of more so whether it's a good team, a bad team, or a mid-level team like Calgary. I always try to figure out not so much what the opposing team did right or you know what did, what did they do differently that the Lightning had an issue with. I kind of look towards inside you know with this lightning team kind of try to see what maybe they're not doing what they're not doing enough and the thing that always kind of sticks out to me with this tampa team is they they're not and this goes back to the coaching with coop they don't utilize all four lines and, and, and i get it he he is if you've been following this tampa team for a very long time you know cooper loves that playing those first and second lines uh, as much as possible and I get it those are your two best lines obviously but at the same time you got a pretty decent third line uh, and you got a fourth line that if you just let them play a little bit more could wear down the opposing team we've seen it in games past uh, we saw it in the Edmonton game we saw it in the Seattle game um, and, and I just feel like Cooper just changes up the script very quickly especially if this team isn't jumping out to a good start and that's kind of a troubling thing because you look at some of the time of ice on, on in this game you know mikey esimop skated for only 11 a little over 11 minutes and and that's an issue to me because mikey esimop i think is uh, a, a player that could get things going in in the snap of a finger i think it just all depends if you give him enough opportunity to do so uh but it, you look at other players as well on this team, you know, the other night. I, I, I think that when you look at guys like, you know, even Austin Watson, who I think, you know, he's not overly impressive player, uh, but you got to let the guy go out there for more than six and a half minutes. And the same goes for Tyler Mott. I know they're fourth line forwards. I know they're kind of your grinder squad. But at the same time, maybe like when you're – maybe after the second goal when you're down by two goals instead of trying to say let's roll out our 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 firepower out there constantly and, and giving them more ice time maybe let's focus on on wearing them down so then you know we chip away at this at this at this lead instead of trying to win it all back in the second period and i feel like oftentimes with this tampa team and this and john cooper it kind of gets lost on them that that you know that's the way you should approach things connor sherry 11 11 minutes Tanner Janot under under 11 and a half minutes as well. I mean, it, it's these are things that I think that also when it wears down your first two lines a little bit faster than you would like to. I, I just think that, you know, if you want to roll them out ragged in the third period, that's fine. But at the same time, you know, you kind of have to play a full hockey game. And that even goes down to rolling out your line combinations. I think that when we look at Tampa, really – that's kind of one of their core issues is that, you know, you have the first and second lines out there and, and, and obviously they weren't able to really get it going the other night. Um, it, it's just one of those things where you kind of look at this team and, and, you know, especially when the lightning are rolling at all cylinders, 
that's when we know they're playing well is because when you get production from all maybe your first three lines, maybe even all four, uh, and that also equates to the defensive lines. You know, if you see guys scoring points from your th- your third line uh, defense defensemen, or you know, even your first and second defensive pairings, you know, that means that this team is playing well from top to bottom. And you know, that's the only way you have to approach this. You know, I I don't understand the reasoning. I <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't really exactly heard anything uh, through the media in terms of you know maybe Cooper's thinking. I don't think anyone's even asked that question. You know. I don't understand the lopsidedness to a certain degree. I, I, you know, I'm not expecting or saying that Tanner Janot needs to play 20 minutes a game. No, but he should be playing a lot more than what he played the other night against Calgary, disregarding what the score was. I think that at the end of the day, uh, you need to have guys, especially like Tanner Janot, Tyler Mott, um, even Anthony Sorelli, I think, should play a little bit more because he's been playing phenomenal lately. I think, you know, 18 minutes is not enough time for him. I think he's earned more than 18 minutes in his recent play. Uh, but when you have your top liners like Cooch uh, playing 22 minutes, who we all know, he's a minute eater, which is fine. But you have Stamkos playing 20. You got Point playing 20. You got Paul playing 21. And that's all fine and good. But at the same time, you want to have an even an even effort out there you want to get everybody going and i think as a coach and and you know as looking at your team especially when you're down when you're eventually down three nothing you're doing yourself a disservice and you're kind of just you know you're really just leaving yourself thin for the rest of the game so you know then maybe that's just how i feel about it i've seen the lightning do this far more times than i would have liked to have have them have seen especially in losing efforts i kind of feel like if you look at a lot of the wins this year uh, the time of ice is very different for for the whole squad as opposed to when they're 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 losing. So um, maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe you need to have an even effort of rolling out your your combinations and your lines. You know, having them all play somewhat around the same sort of minutes, but at the same time knowing when to push your first and second lines out there as well. So let me know in the comments below what you think about that because I think really at the end of the day, especially for the long term, that's going to be what maybe can make. Uh, a difference for this Lightning team in terms of consistency and, you know, maybe at least approach uh, to games in order to win games more consistently. So we'll see what Coop does going forward because, you know, after the new year, we might see a little bit of a change of heart from him. But in the meantime, coming up, we'll be talking about Steven Stamkos, another goal the other night. Uh, we'll talk about has he really raised his value in terms of possibly getting a higher number from Tampa Bay or even if Tampa chooses to deal him at the deadline, you know, can the lightning get more in return for him? We'll talk about all that coming up in just a bit, but first we're going to wrap things up with our friends over at FanDuel, who is America's number one sports book. Now, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get a hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wider range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. You could also follow us 
on our YouTube channel. Uh, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, as well as drop a comment below this video. Join in on the conversation. You know, this Lightning team, unfortunately, not finishing the road trip on a good note or finishing with a winning record on the road trip either. But, you know, they're back home. And, you know, there are some positives that we can pull from this Lightning road trip. The fact that Steven Stamkos, I think, has been playing phenomenal his last five games. Uh, right after coming off a four-goal effort against Edmonton, he scores another goal last night off a, another great goal uh, from him. You know, he's had six points in his last five games. Uh, you know, obviously, that's a little bit more inflated than what we would like, you know, obviously, because of the four-goal night against Edmonton. But as as he's another one with this lightning team, you know, he's kind of, I guess the poster boy when we're looking at inconsistency with this Tampa team, because there are certain nights where he just really doesn't do much of anything. And when he does, it's the same old song and dance with him, you know, left circle waiting for the, the one timer and boom, whether he's kind of eaten up the, the momentum with, with, with the lightning offense or, or he's kind of the one that's leading it. And and I thought his goal the other night, you know, as much as I would have preferred uh, to see a, a better outlook from this team against Calgary, uh, his goal, I think, was the highlight of the night because it, it kind of shows me that he's at times at least willing to go out there and, and kind of get a little bit more, um, I guess, a little bit more creative, you know, hitting a puck in the air down and then just ripping it on a wrist shot. And I've always said, you know, over the last couple of years, especially and in, in even last couple of episodes when we've been talking about him, I think he has a phenomenal wrister and he just doesn't use it enough. Um, so, you know, hopefully we could see that more out of him. But I think that his recent performance, his six points in the last uh, five games has, I think, maybe raised a little some some eyebrows with from some fans as well as some other teams because you know obviously the big conversation with him this year has been is he going to be traded is he going to resign is he going to be able to just stay with the lightning for the rest of his career and i think if i'm julian breeze boss i think you know especially after the edmonton game in which he scored four goals if you're not on the phone at least maybe getting a little bit you know, some some idea of interest of how the other teams view him, then I think you're being irresponsible. I think you're not really doing your job the way you should. Um, even if you have no intent on 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 trading him, just to see what the rest of the league thinks of him, because you know maybe Brees Boss has a little bit more of a of a biased idea about Stamkos as maybe the rest of the league. But it, it does raise the question now. At least, you know, especially if he continues to perform this way, you know, I don't think he's going to get six points in, in his next five games. Uh, but if maybe he stays around, you know, maybe three or four, I think that's a good number in the span of five games, especially if it, if it shows that he is doing other things than scoring goals. And when he does score goals, uh, it's not just from one-timers in the circle. It, it is interesting to see if maybe his performance does kind of hasten the contract negotiations a little bit. 
or maybe we start to hear a little bit more chatter about the possibility of him being traded because, you know, the Lightning need to do something at the end of the day. You know, it, it would be very irresponsible if we're sitting here, whether it's during the playoffs, after the playoffs, or, you know, when the regular season ends, if the Lightning don't make the playoffs. If we're sitting here talking about Steven Stamkos still being on the Lightning and there's no deal or, you know, just no no conversation of a deal. And and I think that that would be very irresponsible if they go into the offseason because eventually if they can't figure out a deal that's going to be mutually uh, beneficial for both parties, it's going to be very unfortunate to see him walk away as well as the Lightning not getting anything really in return of value. So I think that if I'm Julian Brees boss, I'm calling – all 31 teams, especially the ones that do need, you know, players who are trying to get into the playoffs, a little bit more scoring. Hey, what what do you think of this guy? You know, let's let's figure out a deal, a hypothetical deal, uh, maybe down the line. Should I should I be able to write you down as possibly a suitor for Stamkos at the deadline? Um, you know, it, just trying to figure out, you know, what in God's name. Uh, to do with this guy because you know he has been playing well lately and I, and I'm starting to see a little bit of shift in his game like I said I think that you know he's hopefully and maybe this is just wishful thinking I'm hoping that he he realizes that he he needs to do something personally himself on the ice uh to to show that he's worth the value that he thinks he's he's valued at um and I'm sure this guy wants to stay in Tampa Bay and as well as when he kind of branches out of that one-dimensional game that he has it makes this team better and i think that at the end of the day you know if he if he does that um this team is also going to play better and he doesn't have to miss out on the playoffs this year so i think that you know the next couple of weeks maybe the next month or so especially as we get ever closer to the trade deadline uh will be telling of where his mind's at as well as where this team's at uh, in terms of long-term plans for him. Because quite honestly, since I haven't really heard anything or we haven't heard anything as well uh, through the media, I, I would say that, you know, really no one's talking about it. And that's probably a lot more concerning than him not having a deal at all. So uh, we're going to continue to talk about it until something uh, arises and changes our mind uh, as well about it. So, but he's been playing right uh, the, the way that I, I would hope for him to play consistently. Uh, I hope he slings that wrist there a little bit more often than what we have seen over the last couple of years, because when he does that, when he thinks outside the box, when he crashes the net and picks up rebounds, it, this team plays a lot better. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the storylines surrounding this Lightning team as they hope to once again get back on the right track. Uh, hopefully they can get back to their winning ways sooner rather than later as well as we'll be talking about them going up against the St. Louis Blues once again. So in the meantime, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And like I said, we'll be back to talk more about the news surrounding this team. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.